Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the In General Podcast, formerly the Jurassic World Doddle Podcast. I'm Jack and I'm joined with Chris, as usual. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm, pretty, I'm tired, actually. I was uh, <laughs> yeah. fil- filming yesterday, but we were filming a camping movie, and to do that, we actually had to go camping. And um... Dude, I saw your tweet. I have to ask you about that. I'll ask <laughs> you about that in a bit. Um, we're also joined with uh, Justin, Jurassic Raptor. Hey, dude. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Not bad at all. Good. Uh, and our final guest is Stephen Ray Morris. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Glad Welcome to, have to the podcast. You. Thank you. Um, so, who has seen Jurassic World? That's the real question. <laughs> I think I've oh, heard man. of it. So many times now. <laughs> so, what is your view of so, so, today is the 12th, which is the official release date uh, of Jurassic World last year. So, a year ago today, it released in America. What are our views on Jurassic World, Stephen? Uh, sure. I am, um, you know, I've kind of... Uh, I feel like, you know, we're all Jurassic people and we're all kind of invest. I realize this talking to people who aren't, you know, more hardcore Jurassic Park fans, you know, I, and I'm sure the same has been for you guys. People ask you what your opinion of, of these movies are in Jurassic World in particular. Yeah. And you, I feel so invested in having an opinion. And so I'm, I'm kind of coming around like my, you know, my, my good answer if somebody was off the street, like, what do you think of Jurassic World? And I think it's a really fun movie, but I, I to me, it feels like it, it played it safe in some areas. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, with the success of the movie, now they're going to be emboldened to be a little bit more, um, you know, just to go take it a little bit further in the next one. But, I mean, I still love watching it. I st- it's still a fun ride, so. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I kind of get what you're saying, though. I think it was, for some fans, especially reading uh, things online... It's taken, you know, when when it first came out, especially for us, we were hyping it up and we loved it and all we talked was the positives. But there really are some negatives about the film, at least in my opinion, um, that really kind of stand out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is some things where it's like I look to The Force Awakens as an example. I mean, in that movie wasn't perfect either, but in in some ways, I I guess my biggest example of like um, something that I almost wish that the movie pushed further is that. I don't think a lot. I, I feel like a lot of general audiences didn't realize that the um, T Rex in Jurassic World was the same as the yeah. original. Oh, I feel like yeah. some people, yeah. And so I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not like trying to suggest things that they could have done, but I, I, I just look to that as an example of something that there was confusion, and, and I almost feel like that was more from maybe Universal's perspective of like, well, just in case people don't remember or something, then maybe just put it more on the subtle. You know, I, I don't know, but no, I think that was a big point. Like when uh, I came out of the film, everybody I saw it with—they're obviously not as crazy fans as me—but <laughs> they had no idea that it was supposed to be I the mean, original Rex. Not to be nitpicky, but it doesn't help that it didn't really look like the original Rex. Like the biggest similarity <laughs> was it was still basically a Jurassic Park T Rex in terms of all the T Rexes kind of look the same, and it was brown, <laughs> but like it didn't really look like the classic T Rex, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, the fact that they never said it in the film, I mean, how are you supposed to know that when they don't say it in the film? But then also they changed the design, you know, due to age in it and other things. It just kind of, it, it's lost on you as a audience member. And yeah, yeah, it's blink if you miss it kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's, like, not I... even as rewarding to me because they don't say it. Like, I would love to hear them say, I would love to have the recognition of the characters realizing that this is, like, a T-Rex from Jurassic Park. On the well, how cool would it have been if uh, the inciting incident, which we didn't get in Jurassic World, was them, you know, a, a group of mercenaries or something arriving at the visitor center in 2002, tr- and they capture the Rex, or they get the Rex, you know? Yeah, that I would mean, be cool. The, the, the cleanup of Isla Nublar and then the building of Jurassic World would have made a, I mean, it would have made a great property on its own to explore, but I mean, it would have made the perfect inciting incident to kick things off. Yeah, um, and I think it would have really helped. Thought we it would have helped get bridge that. audiences from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, they missed out there. What about you, Justin? So a year on. Well, man, I loved it then, and I still love it now. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, good. Some positivity. That's yeah, good. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I mean, my viewpoint on Jurassic World hasn't changed. I enjoyed it when I walked out of there that night, and I still enjoy it the same amount. Um, I, I like everything that bothered me then bothered me now. Nothing new has come up. And nothing has really gone away, right? Yeah. Same. 
like everything that bugged me bugged me and the majority of my experience is positive with it I, I really enjoyed the movie uh, yeah was it the movie I expected uh, or like in my head wanted no like in my head as like a fan who has a ton, way too many opinions and is impossible to please yeah no I expected something completely different but in terms of like actually what I expected no it was a lot better than what I expected we, we all know the direction the franchise was going for a long time <laughs> and I mean there's new artwork out there that showcases just how far oh my gosh. it went <laughs> and Colin Trevorrow yeah, took lucky. the idea and really grounded it and probably uh, is it Rick Silver or is it Rick Jaffa and Amanda Rick Silver. Jaffa and Amanda Silver I mean yeah. they probably helped steer it in that direction as well obviously given the script and story by credits but uh I'd love to read that script yeah, yeah. me too I, I, yeah I mean, how do we get a hold of that yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, we door do we kick in? To everyone get that knows script? the inside yeah. incident, like you know how it opens up with the uh, paleontologist in China. She finds a new species of dinosaur, big theropod. I think it's like you know, crazy new super predator, and uh, they're they're airlifting it out, and the bone breaks, and you get to see the soft tissue inside of it, and uh, that then engine swoops in to clone it, and then the Indominus Rex. Doesn't that sound? immediately better than the no, actually intro it doesn't. we got from Jurassic it World. It doesn't to me. You know why? Because oh, better than the intro? Yeah. Um, but I don't like the idea. <laughs> I don't like the idea of a fictional dinosaur being portrayed as a real dinosaur. Like if it's going to be fictional, say it's fictional. Um, yeah, I agree with you there, Chris. It just that doesn't sound like Jurassic Park. Creating a super predator monster, but saying it was a real animal of nature, that just doesn't sound right to me at all. Like I, I like what Colin did with it um, for sure. Yeah, that that's yeah. That's a very specific distinction uh, that I hadn't thought of before. But that's interesting. I didn't know that. That wait, was that an early draft or a, a screenplay idea? The idea of this finding a new dinosaur. That was the draft that when Colin was hired, that was what they had written. And then Colin, oh, okay. he, it was very similar in terms of then they clone it. It turns out it's a super predator. It was called the Malosaurus back then. Um, you know, it had the ability to camouflage and like mm-hmm. thermal. And I think what instead of uh, engine like engineering it that way, they basically looked at it and like, oh, we can learn so much from this animal for military application. Um, oh. But you know, it was basically a monster, and they're like, yeah, we just discovered like the apex predator. <laughs> you know, it has all these abilities, and that, to me, that just saying that that actually existed that way in nature as like a super killing machine that could literally practically go invisible with camouflage, like nah, that just doesn't segue. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, but we don't. We we haven't really read that script though, so we don't know if that's actually the direction they were going to take. It. No, well, I, I mean, they could have. They could have just taken, like what they did with the Indominus. They made it from other animals. No, no they, other they dinosaurs didn't. Kind of thing. But I mean, I'm saying like enough has come out to say that they didn't do that. Okay. And and it, and it goes with the the themes, obviously, like the idea that man created the Indominus Rex and, and their <laughs> hubris and ignorance. Yeah. Right. You know, so maybe discovering a, an animal that's already like that probably wasn't, you know, jiving with that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's true. That's I just true. don't like the idea of making up a fictional dinosaur, but then, you know, showing <laughs> it in. Because then you're going to have a lot of kids thinking, like, the Indominus Rex, like, is a real dinosaur. Like, at least in the movie, they say, we created it. It's a hybrid. But, uh, like, if they would have found it in China, most audiences would think, oh, hey, that must be a real dinosaur. And mm. that, yeah. to me, that doesn't sound like... I mean, you can change the designs, you can change the science behind them, but saying something that did not exist at all really existed, I think that's like... That doesn't really seem Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, that that's true. That, that's true. nuts. Yeah. Um, so, Justin, you saw the movie in a museum, right? Yeah, I did. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> Tell us about that, man. <laughs> well, it was a benefit screening at Jack Horner's Museum of the Rockies in Montana. Um... Went there with a buddy of mine, and uh, Frank Marshall was there, and Kathleen Kennedy, and Kobe Boothman was actually there, so I got to meet all of those guys, and cool. just a fun deal. Wow, Colby yeah, must have flown out from there, because he was just, I mean, I guess they were, they were all there at the uh, premiere. Yeah, they were at the before. Hollywood premiere just yeah. the day before. <laughs> One of my biggest regrets is not talking to Frank. I don't know why I never talked to Frank. Like, that night oh, was Oh, man, you should have. I know, I was, uh... Was he nice, Justin? Yeah, he actually recognized me from my Twitter and my blog right away. No way! Whoa. Yeah, which was just weird, man. That's yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, no, they that's all really know cool. everybody is what I learned very quickly. 
like when I was at the yeah. after party and Derek Connolly is like, "Hey, Chris, Chris likes Dinos." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm uh, like, "No, oh, uh, this is that's weird. Just, that's spacey, man." Yeah. yeah, they got tabs on us. Yeah, no, they they know, they know a lot. Like he brought up a few people and things. I'm like, you're really like tuned into this whole thing. Like it's kind of impressive. Yeah, well, good for them, I guess. I mean. You know, we're that we're one of their target audiences. <laughs> we're the ones that are going to cause the biggest fuss if it sucked. So, you know, <laughs> let's be honest. That's good. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so it's Jurassic June. Yeah, yeah, you guys having fun with it so far? I, I'm I'm really like this year. I'm kind of uh, really living it up. I feel like in previous years, you know, it was fun to talk about. But I'm, I guess on my on my Instagram, I'm. I just realized how much Jurassic or dinosaur stuff I have in my apartment. And so every day I'm taking a picture of like one Jurassic <laughs> item, whether it's, uh, you know, my original copy of the book that my dad gave me as a kid or my uh, dinosaur encyclopedia. And it's been kind of fun posting that stuff and, and sharing those memories and other people being like, oh my gosh, I had that same, t- you know, I had that Dilophosaurus toy from Kenner. I'm also missing the, you know, the frill or whatever. <laughs> so it's been fun kind of, sharing that with um, not just like other Jurassic fans, but even, you know, my friends and stuff as well, who, you know, a lot of people, ha- you know, had Jurassic Park stuff when they were a kid, so. There, there's yeah. a lot it's of nostalgic. Jurassic Park fans, whether or not they're like hardcore in the community, there's a lot of Jurassic Park fans that are kind of tuned in to a degree, so it's kind of fun watching the people that kind of, it's not their thing, come in and be like, yeah! Yeah, every, everyone has dinosaur something in their place. Yeah. Know, whether or not they are a Jurassic Park fan or not, but. Yep. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, what about you guys? Justin, go for it, man. Oh, I've just been doing my t-shirt thing on Twitter, as you've probably seen. Yes, yes. <laughs> so many Jurassic World t-shirts, man. Yeah, I had to do laundry the other day, but now I'm all set for the rest of the month here. <laughs> so Nice. I- I've got to admit, I've got a drawer. <laughs> my bottom drawer is filled with just Jurassic Park and Jurassic World t-shirts. Literally a full drawer filled with Jurassic Park and Jurassic World t-shirts. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, I, like the last two years, I went a little crazy with uh, <laughs> the T-shirt thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got we got with through Team Jurassic, we got sent a couple of shirts. Oh yeah, well, fact, I'm wearing one right now, the Jurassic World one they sent me, oh, which nice. is pretty cool. I, I figured it was the appropriate day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in honor, yeah, in honor of the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a year ago today. So, has there been anything um, like discovered from Jurassic World that like you guys didn't realize a year ago, like watching it or? Like, you know, with time, like, have you been like, oh, man. Like, you know, you know we talked about the T-Rex, but are, th- are there other things like that that people you know, have, like, had those own You know what? One thing I noticed, and this was actually re-watching The Lost World. I was re-watching The Lost World the other day, and and then with re-watching Jurassic World, um, I noticed that the idea of InGen as a militarized force, like, if we're going to talk yeah. about, you know, this Jurassic World universe, I almost feel like that seed was kind of planted in the lost world he definitely got that from there yeah it it was cool like re-watching the lost world and then watching jurassic world and being like oh so this idea of engine is this militarized force like that was totally a thing before and this is just it's almost like a not a split timeline but it's um oh my gosh i'm I'm blanking out ludlow's character like it's his legacy you know becoming part of engine's force and then hammond's legacy being, um, uh, you know, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Irfan Khan's character. Oh yeah, yeah I was thinking about this the other day because I, I watched Lost World as well because it's just you know such an amazing movie. But I watched Jurassic Park and Lost World, and you, at the end of Jurassic Park, you know, Hammond says, um, "Well, Grant says I've decided not to endorse your park," and Hammond says, "So have I." Yes. And then in the, Lo- in the Lost World, he says, "You know, these animals require our absence." And then in Jurassic World, Irfan Khan's character says that Hammond wanted Jurassic World. Yeah. But that's not right. That's definitely not true. No. <laughs> My guess... And, and I think that's one of the, almost the biggest plot holes of Jurassic World. That's one of the things that really bugs me about it, is that it really goes against what Hammond realized at the end of Jurassic Park. He's like, you can't contain these animals. Yeah, it's weird. That's, the, that's like a great place. I mean, since it's happened the way that it happened, that would be a great place for a book to come in and where you find out, like, the board of directors basically lied to Mizrani. And said, yeah. yeah, and by the way, on his dying bed, he said that he wanted you to make the park as well. And he'd go, huh. And I feel like Mizrani is just, like, like naive and enthusiastic enough to do that. <laughs> um, 
because Mizrani's like a younger Hammond, and a younger Hammond... Well, actually, I think Hammond would have probably known the board of directors was uh, lying to him, but uh, Mizrani seemed eccentric enough to kind of be like, oh, okay, you know what, let's do it. Um, he seemed like he was really just kind of like a naive and positive yeah, force like a of energy. Fl- yeah, kind of like a positive <laughs> force of energy and kind of eccentric and, al- and aloof. So, like, I could see it being that maybe Hammond didn't say that, but Mizrani believed he did say that. I, I Obviously, Mizrani didn't... It wouldn't be within Mizrani's character to lie about that. It doesn't seem like that's his style. No, he was a, he was a good character. He was a good guy. I think he just... Yeah, like you said, maybe he was led into it incorrectly. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, mean, that, I mean, there's so many ways you can theorize about that, but God, it'd be nice if there was something out there that gave a backstory. <laughs> I mean, there's so much... Yeah, some form of expanded universe. We need that prequel yeah. series, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> About building the park. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it, it, you you know Universal, whether or not they actually have anything planned, you know that they've probably had to have this conversation. Like, they, I mean, probably... I've been... Good. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I've been, you know, as Jurassic Outpost, congr- uh, congratulations again, by the way. Thank um, you. Thank the you. rebrand. Um, no, posting those animated series things. Oh, it, I need to get the, on that. Yeah. It's it's so cool and, and you know it's one of those things where it's like your imagination is like spinning and you know it's every time we have a Jurassic movie the the park shuts down and you're like man what if it just stayed, stayed open, open for a little while <laughs> well this is this is an interesting thing the, I went on the website the other day and it, you know obviously it's just a viral website for the movie but it's it's still acting as if the park's open and for a while after the release it did act as if the park had closed it's because oh. they reopened it for the blu-ray release and they're supposed to close it once the blu-ray released um and they forgot to they forgot to flip the switch <laughs> and i know that they were going to flip that switch again it says because it all, man. I, I sat in well i think because their whole website team's different now i met their entire website team when i was in uh, la oh. And they told me that they were going to reopen the park for the Blu-ray release and then shut it back down. But um, from what I understand, they actually restructured the team. Like, people moved on to different companies. And it's basically that entire team I met when I was there is no longer at the company. So what I'm thinking is when the new people came in, and I know that happened before the Blu-ray release. I think when the new people came in, they just didn't know the plan, so they never flipped that switch. Right. Um, It's open forever. (laughs) Yeah, the park is open, guys. But yeah, no, I won't lie. Like, I was kind of hoping Jurassic World would end in a way that the park remained open. Even if, like, something happened, you know, like, we move away from the parks, I kind of like the idea of always knowing that there is a Jurassic Park or a Jurassic World open. Um, Well, do you remember in the build-up to Jurassic World, there was always the idea that the the film may touch on what Blackfish uh, Blackfish touched on with the whole SeaWorld mm -hmm. thing? And we thought about, you know, they're keeping mosasaurs in a tank and they're keeping dinosaurs in cages and stuff. And we really thought there would be protesters or, you know, some sort of subplot that involved... Um, to be you know, fair... Be- and, but but anyway, that didn't come into yeah, it. Well, and- before Jurassic World came out, somebody asked, uh, it was like in a review, like Colin Trevorrow, like, hey, is that going to be in the movie? And he said, no. He's like, it might be in the sequels. And that was even well before Jurassic World came out. But what oh, if, wow, what if you know, the, we've discussed this before about how the park, you know, after Jurassic World, the nobody actually saw the Indominus and the T-Rex mm-hmm. fight and I, stuff. They only, you know, a few people died in the in the main street and stuff. They There's, filmed There it. is a chance that the park could stay open. I mean, we I, pretty much know it's n- not, n- but there is a chance, right? No, so if the sequel... Nobody cares well, what happened. Too many people died with that Tyrannodon attack. And with that right yeah. there, that would close the park. That's not like a normal animal attack. I mean, honestly... If they didn't have pteranodons on the island, the park could have stayed open because it would have been... Even if people saw it, no guests were eaten by the Indominus, and that's fine. I mean, honestly, you could have had half your staff wiped up by the Indominus and probably still stayed open. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the perks of the job, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're asset containment unit, and... They weren't prepared. I guess that's on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, like, the Pteranodon screwed everything up. But also, for what it's worth, they did remember in uh, the Jurassic Cast podcast, Colin yeah. said they did film the Indominus Rex and T-Rex fight with guests watching it. And he said it just broke up the flow of the scene because when you'd cut away from the fight and just see people across the bay watching it, it kind of screwed with it. 
but that's just the thing i think so so the intention was that the park closes basically oh you know because if, if people saw that yeah oh yeah i mean there's yeah. there's no way in hell that park would remain open after the incidents no. that happened but it would be it would be funny if the park stayed open and it's kind of you know half repaired and there's nobody visiting because of what happened and like it's just this kind of crummy jurassic world that's <laughs> falling apart you know that would be fun that would be that would kind of <laughs> Yeah, I, I think know. it's time to move off the islands, but... Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I know we will, you know. I mean, this is a good point. So so where do you guys want to see the sequel go? Uh, Loaded question. Want to take this one, Justin, first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a few ideas. One was the uh, outpost, like in the Western American outback. In. <laughs> and, like, um, you know, maybe there's some cattle mutilations or something, and they think it's a bobcat or a coyote, and they find Chupacabra. out it's a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dinosaur escape from some secret in-gen mainland base. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, cool. I mean, I think that there's a lot of potential in a lot of different directions that this story can go. And a lot of them are great. I, I don't really have any too many specific requests. I mean, I have my ideas, like, you know, like, oh, where could it go? My imagination's run wild. But yeah. I don't really necessarily need or want that. I just have more general broad strokes I'd like the film to hit, personally. Like, I don't really ca- Take this story in somewhere new and fresh. I'm not going to, you know, dictate that. Just make a Jurassic movie is my biggest request. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, almost, I, I almost... You know, with, with Colin's quotes about this being Claire's trilogy and this being about her journey I just it, it's Jurassic World is the first Jurassic movie where the main characters are kind of responsible for what happens you know Grant and Malcolm and Sattler you know each move you know of the original movies they're like oh man it's the you know Hammond and all these people who made this but now yeah. like our heroes are responsible and you know in terms of what you're saying uh, about the broad strokes like I just want to see Claire, you know, I don't need to see court scenes or anything, but I want to see her taking an active role in whatever happens in the next Exactly. Adventure. I think that her character makes sense being involved because of her character arc and her growth. I don't see her, if, if there's a world that's becoming more integrated with dinosaurs, I don't see her just taking a backseat and going like, well, I lost my job, so I'm out of it. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> that she would have a certain sense of... I mean, like kind of like a moth to a flame. After you're that close to something like that, you you can't really get away from it. And I I see her character gravitating towards some level of responsibility in this new world that's forming, whatever it might be. And there could be fallback to her. Given a lot of the issues, uh, most of the... uh, I mean, I I think that most of the burden of of fault and responsibility falls on as Ronnie Global and Engine. She was just the park manager and as a park manager, I feel like she didn't do too much wrong in the uh, you know to yeah, cause she was the just Jurassic re- World incidents. Yeah, yeah but she, she didn't she didn't care that they were anim- she didn't think they were animals, so she didn't treat them like that. She didn't have the respect. I, you know, to be fair, I never saw her disrespect the animals. I just never saw her really <laughs> respect them like she would just call them assets. But the thing is, maybe it's Bryce Dallas Howard. I never bought her as a cold person. She always seemed like a warm person who was just kind of like aloof and like didn't let people in, like she like just kind of busy. And maybe I just didn't read her character the right way. Maybe she was, she was supposed to be colder than what she was, but I never bought her as cold. I bought her as a warm person who was just kind of super fucking busy. I yeah. really didn't like her, man. <laughs> I really didn't like her character. I'll yeah, be honest. I, I love where she goes, though. I, I it's funny. I was re I was watching the deleted scenes. And I mean, a lot of this deleted scenes are like half a second and aren't really, yeah. you know, yeah. they're, they're like, there's nothing to, sh- there's nothing really to contextualize. You know, not- yeah. Yeah. But there was one scene where she kind of talks about having a little bit of remorse about not being around for, um, for the, for the kids, um, for Gray and Zach, um, that I actually kind of liked. I kind of wish that would have been in there. Um, to, just be, to, sh- to be fair, most of the deleted scenes should have stayed in my opinion, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're all Ty short. and Nick are walking through the uh, jungle by themselves, and they're just discussing things. You know, it's time for the movie to have a breathe. That, it's time for the audience to kind of calm down and that would have know, been the... gather their thoughts. And that's what the movie needed, in my opinion. You know, like how a lot of the movies have those transitional shots um, where, like, there's a few like animals hopping around, like dinosaurs hopping around. Like that would have been the perfect time to like show like a small little like happy little pack of microceratus you know, bouncing down the stream bed is tiny. You know, they're tiny little animals. They're, like, compy-sized. Nah. Well, let's say they're compy-sized. And they're herbivores. So, like, that would be the perfect time to kind of 
show people that there's a living, breathing world of dinosaurs. Because everything felt a little too carefully placed and waiting for people to see them in Jurassic World. Or when it felt real, it was trying to eat you. I, <laughs> I felt I didn't like any of the herbivore scenes for Jurassic World, other than the ankylosaurs, actually. I like them. Otherwise, they all felt a little like a VR experience to me, which I say every damn time. Um, <laughs> I'm like a broken record at this point, but I really did not like the herbivore scenes. Um, they felt too. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if we, if there's a way for us, because I think a lot of people talk about, you know, there's two sides to Jurassic Park, the original, which was the wonder and awe, the you know, the Brachiosaurus reveal, that stuff that mm-hmm. you know was different than any other dinosaur movie at the time. And I, I wonder if there's if there's a way for there to be room for that again. Did, because, yeah, I mean, they've tried it in Jurassic Park 3 and a little bit in Lost World and, you know, definitely a lot more in Jurassic World. But is there room for that, you know? Or is it just about, you know, dinosaurs with guns from now on <laughs> or in the, har- yeah. the hardcore sci-fi concepts? I wonder, if, you know, where is, is there room for the more herbivore type well, stuff? I've got a question. Did you see The Jungle Book, the new one? No, I didn't. Did anybody see The Jungle Book? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. No. It does a great job kind of giving you... There are some scenes that just make you kind of go, whoa. And you know what the funny part is? is These are animals that we've seen in so many movies that we can go to a zoo and see that we read about. These are animals that live today. So it's like that wow factor can definitely still exist with smart filmmaking and planning. Um, But you can't try to replicate that exact Brachiosaurus scene. But yeah. you can definitely have wow moments and beautiful moments with dinosaurs that like still kind of go like, whoa, like these were real animals. You just got to be smart about it. And yeah, and yeah. now that we're gonna see, I think the movie would would benefit now if it, if they're gonna set it in the mainland, which obviously they are. You you have room for that now because you have dinosaurs in different locations. They're not just gonna be on a jungle island. They're gonna be maybe in dinosaurs uh, running with gazelle. Or- or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, but kind of like, whoa, like zebras that and would dinosaurs, work, and that would kind of bring back the awe of it because you know they could just open with these dinosaurs running around, existing. Yes, you know, exactly. That 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 would be cool. I and that it's kind of it's funny you say that because I keep thinking in my head that they're gonna do like a time jump for Jurassic World two. Like I can't see them in my. I mean, just at the moment. And again, like we're all just speculating based mm-hmm. on what we know, like on mm-hmm. to the extent of what we know, but. It almost seems like they would want to jump ahead in time and just kind of show, you know, dinosaurs starting to be integrated more instead of taking place immediately after Jurassic World. It almost it, fe- yeah, it feels like that. It would be like too yeah. quickly if it was just three years later, and it's like, oh, but now like dinosaurs are everywhere. Not not everywhere, yeah. but like they're they're, they're <laughs> all you know. There's so many different locations. Unless the we need to be introduced to it, and I think with you know this is obviously a new trilogy. They've done something. They've done some things differently that we didn't have the inciting incident, for example. So they can. It doesn't have to be set three years later like every previous film. It can. They can time jump way further. They can do whatever they want, really, because yeah. that's the way the franchise has gone. So I guess they could almost do a, a progression of time. They could do. You know, they've never done that. They've never. They've never jumped exactly. They, so they could. Yeah. So they could. It's you know, always it's real time um, between the movies, which is interesting. I mean, it would be a little weird, um, to be honest with you, if like there was a big time, not even a big time jump, but like more than just like, oh, it's three years after the first, uh, after Jurassic World, the movie, so it's three years in the universe. It would it would kind of be awkward to adjust to, but I think I'd adjust to it because it's a normal filmmak- filmmaking thing. I've just co- become so acquainted to the movies following their release timeline mm. that it would be strange to me on a surface level at least so Stephen yeah, yeah. What, what do you actually want to see in the sequel what, what's your kind of you know, <laughs> if it could be anything what, what's your what's your intent what's your aim what do you I want? mean I, I you know it's man Jurassic Park has like covers so much ground in terms of like uh, you know heart and humor and horror and yeah. you know I, you know we're getting you know more of a horror themed director but I, I kind of almost wish, because again, going into this idea of Claire feeling responsible, I want her to like head up a team of, of like dino trackers and she's sort of going in to clean up these messes. Almost, I mean, it almost, the way I'm talking about it, it almost reminds me of like Ghostbusters, where it's like, <laughs> except they're like, you know, dino trackers, where she's got Owen and, you know, maybe Jake Johnson's back. Maybe this is an excuse to get, you know, somebody like Julian Moore or. Uh, or or Ooh, nice. or like uh, Billy Alessandro, the guy who played Billy Bre- Brennan. 
like, <laughs> you, you have a team of like for the few Billy Brennan fans out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but almost more of an excuse for again to this idea of of these characters taking an active role in you know cleaning up dinosaur messes, whatever that means. But you know, and I feel like that's room for a lot of fun. It's room for a new flavor to these movies um, where it's you know like you're saying Chris like you know all these dinosaurs are just behind cages waiting to happen but now it's like our characters are actively seeking them out Um, yes yeah you know that's not a bad idea and with the sequels with the Lost World especially you had hunters and then gatherers and the gatherers were obviously our main characters who, who then joined up with the hunters so having that kind of yeah that like Claire establishes a team of people that are going to go and try and clean up the messes. That's very JP in itself. That's very in fitting with the franchise. I I have had some thoughts of basically like because I was thinking like what would happen if something like Jurassic World happened in today's age where everybody knew about it and then dinosaurs became fair game through other places. Like what would happen? In, like what would some of the hmm. shadier things that would happen? And uh, two of the things that kind of popped in my mind is um, you'd probably have a company in a country that doesn't have a lot of animal rights laws, and they would probably make a dinosaur safari for big game hunting. They would clone the animals for people to spend a lot of money and go and hunt them. That's horrible and also a great idea. Yeah, yeah I think that is, something, that is something that would happen. And then I think another thing that you'd have happen is people would probably go out and capture things like raptors and then have uh, cage matches with them underground oh, kind geez. of fight like and i think that these are things genuinely i think these are things that would be happening in the world with dinosaurs and i think that you would see a lot of these like this darker side of it i'm not sure if i want it to go there but these are things that i think would be happening in the world and i've yeah, just kind can... of been giving it some thought I'm like you know how would you have like so you have some dinosaurs in the wild yeah uh, that may have escaped from an in-gen facility or something like that and then you have some that have been bred by a company mm-hmm. specifically for people to hunt them. And then you have shady people them. just, you know, capturing That's them great. and bringing them into rings and, like, p- p- putting two raptors in a ring and pro- poking and prodding them until they fight each other. And it's absolutely horrible. But, I mean, you have animal fighting. You, I mean, you have dog fighting and everything like that that's already happening in the world. And believe me, these people that do that, they're going to be foaming at the mouth to do that to a dinosaur. But, you know, what's interesting is, like, when dinosaurs fight in these movies... We're, we've kind of always been cheering along and this would be a time where you just watch and you kind of be kind of like a pit in your stomach and you're just like kind of really because they're not yeah. fighting for survival it's not part of their nature it makes them animals it's, again it's, as well it's man abusing them and it, it is that kind of exploitation um, it's it just I think it is something that would happen again I'm not even sure if I want to see that but it is something that has kind of crossed my mind and that's actually I'm like I was like well if they really do try to bring Blue, the raptor, back in, how would they do that? And oh, I, no, he's cage fighting? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I just kind of, I see this scene where she's being, like, forced to fight in a cage against, like, another velociraptor or something like that, and she's b- broken and beaten and battered, and it's oh, just horrible. No. Maybe the video ends up online, Owen sees it. How did they get her, though? They, Ooh, how did they get her off Nublar? Yeah, that should be the yeah exactly. Like, there's these, you know, groups of people that go to Nublar, and they capture these animals. Who cares if a few of them die along the way? They're, these guys are, like, guns for hire, lowest of the low, going to capture animals to cage match them. I mean, they go there, they sneak in, they break in. They do whatever it takes. You know, it's horrible. It, it's like, imagine the engine roundup scene in the Lost World, but, like, with just... People that really have no respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it would be awful. And just taking them off the island and going into these really, you know, these corners of the world where there's, you know, even though they have still kind of like a black market for it, it just, I think that there's the world with dinosaurs really where they became fair game for a lot of people. You would have a lot of ugly things happening. And then you'd probably have a well, lot of cute things. They have to do things. something like that, though, don't they? They have to progress the franchise more than just. You know, they did Jurassic World. They went back to the idea of doing a park so that the fran- uh, so that the sequels past that can go in a different direction to what to the way the Lost World and JP3 did. So they have to do something extreme like that. They have to kind of push it. They have to take these dinosaurs and completely change where they're based, where they're fr- you know where they yeah where the film's Come set. On. And I, I yeah no, I really I really like the idea actually, Chris. I think that's great because in- that's that's savage. You know, that's something that everybody would respond to. Like you said, in the pit of your stomach, that's that's a horrible feeling seeing it, like a, an, 
a herbivore getting abused or for no reason. Yeah, just like, you know, throwing it, you know, two raptors thrown in a pit and poked and prod until they fight. Like, I mean, it's one thing to watch two raptors in a pack that are hunting get in a scuffle with each other and fight to the death. Uh, that, it, that, that's more fun in the context of the movie, but when you have, like, them thrown in, it, it just, it changes the tone of it all. And honestly, I really think those things would be happening. It, what about no. you, Justin? Oh, sorry, Stephen. Go, go ahead. Oh, just just quickly to to this point, I kind of like what they did in District Nine with that, with that integration of the oh yeah of the insects, and there is yeah. like kind of the little the like weird little bugs that were on the ship. They you know the gangsters use them as like kind of like fighting dogs and stuff. So yeah, I look to that model of dinosaurs being integrated into a, a normal working society, just like how the aliens are sort of integrated into a normal working society mm-hmm. in District 9. Yeah, yeah, I so, think that yeah. you'd see things like that. I mean, and everyone's always talked about, like, oh, what if you had, like, dinosaurs working the farm? And that's actually an interesting idea, like Triceratops <laughs> pulling the plow. Uh, that's, like, a really cute idea that I would love to see the visual. Um, it's all prequel to Dinotopia. This yeah, is all right? Thing. Yeah. The long game. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, yeah, so, so Justin, what, what about you, man? Like, Obviously, well, you'd like you're keen for the um, to be set in America. Well, America, or you know, whatever. But to piggyback on that, you know, maybe dinosaurs used for like animal testing or for guard dogs or something mm-hmm. along those lines too. Yeah. Now, I think but the thing I, is, if you had like dinosaurs for guard dogs, see, this is why I think it needs to stay out of America because like the laws, it would never fly in the U.S. It would have to be like top secret stuff. And, like, that's why I think, like, other countries... And plus, I just like the idea of dinosaurs more in the remote sections of the world. And don't get me wrong, the U.S. does have those locations, but it's surrounded by so many, you know... They're they're not truly wild like a lot of other places of the world. No, you're right, when I was driving through... uh, Exactly. uh, Arizona... All I could think of was Jurassic World 2, and it's all I could see was that, and and it just made me like think of what Justin had been saying about Utah and just that, the kind of outback, and I don't know, it just seems to suit. But then again, so does you know some parts of Africa, places, yeah, as we've discussed before. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of places in the world, and truthfully, truthfully, just because the previous Jurassic movies have stayed in one core location doesn't mean the sequel needs to. I mean, it it could really be a multi-part journey. A globe-trotting adventure, exactly you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Which Bond is... with dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's kind of what they tried with uh, Jurassic Park Three. It was half on the islands, half on the mainland, um, and obviously they ditched that script. But I mean, it, yeah, it seems like it could be a potential that they could really and they could keep it to the Central American mainland too, where they're tracking mm-hmm. raptors through the jungle or something along those lines. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much. There's so many potential. Like, <laughs> There's so much potential that, like, I really don't want to say what I want because there are a lot of things that I could want. There are so many different directions this can go in. Exactly. I, th- I think it's easier to say, hey, what don't I want? I don't want a mindless action movie. Um, I-, I don't want dinosaurs as monsters. I want them as animals. Um, you know, I-, I want a lot of thought to be put into the characters and the dinosaurs in the story. It's basically, I just want it to have a lot of heart. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I want smart characters. I want a smart story. I want this story to have heart. Yeah, and it's set somewhere that still feels isolated, yeah. I think, is a key part, because that's, again, something for me that Jurassic World lacked, was that no one ever felt that they were actually in danger. You know, they were so close to, to somewhere that they could run. I don't know, it just felt too... The island overloaded. felt very small in Jurassic World. Yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah. to Jurassic Park, where it felt a lot bigger, Jurassic World made it feel very small. I'm not yeah. exactly sure how and why. I think it was because the kids, when they were in the wilderness, they traversed like to safety in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. They just uh, found a jeep and then just they were like, "Okay, cool. Let's just drive back. We're safe. We're all cool. Yeah, everything's fine." Um, my question, actually, this—it's funny you guys said that. Was there ever? Because uh, remember when Colin Trevorrow tweeted out a picture of of the gate stock that. that yeah, the East Dock. Was that? I, I'm. Uh. I, I feel like was that something filmed or like? It I, was I mean, filmed. It wouldn't ha- oh, it was filmed. Mm-hmm. It, it was filmed. If I'm not mistaken, how do I know this? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. 
Well, we've talked about this a few times before. It's something that really, really bothers me because he tweeted that and everyone was like, that's going to be a great part of the movie. Like, are we going to see Nedry's Jeep? Are we going to... But we didn't even cross... We didn't even go near it. Well, either it way, it was up. filmed. And it wasn't a deleted scene either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we it, knew they filmed it, why wasn't it put on the Blu-ray? It was a scene that was deleted, but yeah, why wasn't it on the Blu-ray? Was there supposed to be an effect shot? Maybe that was a scene that like they had planned to have like a small dinosaur ramp like running around or something like that that got cut um you know obviously not like an action sequence but just like maybe because there was like a stand-in for an effect shot they didn't put it on the blu-ray because god forbid people see it's an unfinished um it, you know it seems like they're so afraid to show show any sense of I don't know. Like the whole Blu-ray. Well, they've done that before. They've shown deleted scenes in, I think, maybe JP3 where there was no animation on it. Yeah, but in uh, Jurassic World, I mean, we know that there are more deleted scenes in our world. We've talked about this where uh, Chris and uh, Bryce are behind the log and then something happens and the log starts, like, the log starts rolling down the hill towards them or whatever. And um, Yeah, oh, yeah, um, exactly. And that wasn't even included. Yeah, that was in the making of. Like, you see this scene while they're talking about something else. And you're like, wait, that's not in the movie, and that's not in the deleted scenes. What the hell is it? And it's like, what was that scene? And I think it was because it was an effect shot. They were, like, so embarrassed about showing an unfinished effect shot. They're like, oh, the audience won't get it. So don't put it on the Blu-ray. But meanwhile, the people that are watching these special features, they get it. And that's why you put a little disclaimer, these shots are unfinished, and et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And I feel like Universal's too afraid they're following a very rigid format that no other studio follows it's like they're so afraid to just kind of put it all out there yeah I think maybe yeah it's it's unfortunate because I feel like The Force Awakens like they had a few deleted scenes but you can you they've already said publicly like oh there's more we're just you know there's going to be another edition out there someday yeah you know The Force Awakens (laughs) is going to have the ultimate fan edition I mean their Blu-ray was good but given I did expect a little bit more from the Blu-ray considering like there are other uh, packages out there even The Force Awakens after I finished it I was like well I'm not like Jurassic World disappointed with the special features but it was really hyped up, and it didn't quite deliver the package I thought it would. Although that documentary was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the behind the scenes that I saw from because I haven't got the Blu-ray yet, but all the behind the scenes they put online for Star Wars just they really catered to the fans, mm-hmm. and they really, oh man, it did make me very jealous. Yes, <laughs> Universal just don't really treat Jurassic like this. And you know, when was the last time they actually talked about Jurassic? You know, uh, like, they retweeted Jurassic World the game on Earth Day. But <laughs> oh, great, and then, great, good, yeah, that's. And good. then otherwise, yeah. I want to say it was like Christmas or something like that. They didn't Did acknowledge. I... They didn't acknowledge Toy Fair. Um, they didn't acknowledge anything of Chronicles. They haven't acknowledged Jurassic June. They didn't acknowledge the one, the twenty third anniversary of Jurassic Park. The one year anniversary of Jurassic World is still in the air. If they're smart, they will. But at this rate, I, oh my God, I would, I would be astonished. Um, I, I still am hoping that maybe the two year uh, out point for Jurassic World two, they are going to say something. It'd be very silly if they hit that point and didn't even have a peep of uh, what date is that? Uh, June twenty second in the U.S. Which is yeah, it's what is it in uh, Britain? It's two weeks earlier for it's some strange. Way thing. earlier. Not a complaint, of course. <laughs> very, very excited for that. It's a complaint to me, not just because I don't live there, but it's because two weeks of spoilers. Uh, in yeah, in, no, that's, of, that's gonna between suck. major territories. That sucks, especially with like a big kind of fan following like this. Like, imagine if Star Wars did that, like. Like a few yeah. days is one thing, a week is one thing, but two weeks, man, that 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 creates a really weird communication disparity. On like, you're not gonna be able to get a natural, authentic social media rundown of the film because people aren't gonna have that global communication of experiencing it around the same time. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to kind of stay clear. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> was it released a day early in Britain? Wasn't it uh, Jurassic World? So there was a day where. Because it was the twelfth in in America and it was the eleventh in Britain, so there was a day where I think Assis was like, "I'm not hitting Twitter today. <laughs> I, like, I'm just not doing it." And I think you were the same. Chris. I know I wasn't on Twitter for about a week, uh, starting on like the eighth and beyond that because I was in Los Angeles, and right. like I never knew where I was going to be staying. Like every night, I'm like, "Well, where am I going to be now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
I mean, but um, I, I still feel like when they when they announced the UK release date, I was like, that's great, two weeks early, good for me, blah blah blah. But I keep, you know, <laughs> something tells me they're going to change that. I, something tells me that's really not going to stay. You know, it just seems too. It's too big a gap. It's weird. It's a really there's no and there's no reason for it either. The Britain market's yeah fairly big, but Britain is tiny compared to the size of America, so it doesn't really make much sense. I don't know. It's it's odd. Very odd. I do you think that now was... that they moved, now that they moved the Godzilla release, do you think they'll move Jurassic World two back up to that weekend? You know, I don't know uh-huh. if the Jurassic World two disparity between the release dates was exactly because of Godzilla, but I'm hoping it opens that window to close the gap a little bit. Was the uh, um, Jack was because wasn't um, not Skyfall, but the. Um... Oh my god, why can't I think of uh, the latest... Oh, Spectre. Yeah, wasn't that also released like a couple of weeks ahead of time? Uh, I think it does because it's it's a British film, so I think yeah. we get it much earlier than you guys anyway, which is which is cool, but it seems to have quite a big following in America now, James. Oh Bond, yeah, it's got a huge I, following. I didn't think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Dude, my entire life it's been huge. <laughs> well, mm. I, they're, they're on TV, I forget what channel, like on, on a cable channel, they would show like the 20 days of Bond or whatever up to like... Yeah. Bond release when I was a kid, so I, I remember, remember being that. into it. But uh, nice. I, I wonder, I wonder if that was some with that movie too, where there was that huge gap in release and some of the online conversations. It's like people were talking about it two weeks, and then all of a sudden it was like when it finally came out in the U.S., people were like, "Well, part of the conversation's already done." Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. And especially with a, that's... like Jurassic. It, I mean, it's not Star Wars big. It's not Marvel, but at the same time, it's sort of like one of those properties that has a lot more discussion and a lot more of a, I guess, a communicative, imaginative fan base. And I think it even it, it inspires more conversation and kind of social media presence than something like Bond does. So like I think well, after the success of Jurassic yeah. World, surely now you know people people love talking about this movie, and pretty much everyone loved. People it. love dinosaurs, you know, and you know they yeah. love Jurassic. Oh, yeah. Chris Art. likes dinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know I, I but but I think yeah I don't know I, I, it seems like again Universal aren't kind of they're not taking that on board. They could be doing so much right now to hype. I don't know. There should be something in between these movies, whereas the hype just kind of falls again, mm-hmm. like it has now. Do you think they'll do anything for Comic-Con next month? Oh, that was going to ask that too, Justin, yeah. Oh, (laughs) no. I don't think they will. They didn't didn't show at last Comic-Con, did they? No, No. they did, um... Was it... It was the one-year-out point they had the uh, Mark Angler poster, which was really, really cool. Yeah, they had vehicles and stuff. That was cool. Was was that two years out they had the Mark Angler? No, I think it was a year out. Okay. I think, and they had. If you wanted to go pick one up, you had to go meet the the Jurassic Jeep and stuff. Yeah, that was okay. Really cool. Okay, that was very cool. Yeah, and then sucked that none of us who didn't go to Comic Con couldn't get the poster unless we paid what a thousand pounds on eBay. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I'm really lucky that I got a hold of that. Thank <laughs> yeah. Thanks to yeah. somebody for hooking me up with that. Um, There's some diehard fans out there, yeah. man, that really deserved that poster. <laughs> yeah, that's the it's thing. A, it's a shame. It, it, it is. It's a weird way to do that. Uh, and at least if they would have gave some more warning in advance, that would have been cool. Like, hey, if you really want this, this is the. I don't know, but what can you do? Um, yeah, what are you gonna do? I do like that they did that. I just wish they would have more of a presence. Yeah, Comic Con this year. I mean, when when they showed that Skull Island teaser and everyone booed it because they thought it was Jurassic World and then they closed their panel without <laughs> Jurassic World, you know that they had to have made note, like, okay, we need to bring Jurassic to Comic-Con next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but did they? Well, there wasn't did a, they there make wasn't note a next that? time. Oh, you mean did mm. they make that note? Yeah, they had to have made that note. When you get, when mm. you get booed at Comic-Con um, <laughs> on your closing <laughs> movie, yeah, that probably, that, that probably yeah, left them bad. a little shook. I remember that we were all so excited, and we were like, "Okay, we were waiting for the mm-hmm. announcement." All, all the all the movie bloggers and stuff who were there were tweeting, "Okay, it's Kong now," and we were like, "Well, when's Jurassic? When's it going to be?" And it's funny and... they're even all candid in their reports, and they're like, "And strangely, there wasn't anything for Jurassic," and they never told us in advance it wouldn't be there, which would have probably been the best since it was like the most anticipated movie for that panel. They probably should have just like let the bloggers know ahead of time. By the way, Jurassic's not going to be here. That way, they could report it, and that way the word can get out, so people are a little less disappointed during the panel. Yeah, because we were disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, people that were there in the panel, they're like, 
the, like the, the tension was palpable, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's a shame because I wanted to be excited for Kong, but <laughs> you know, because of the Jurassic situation, it just kind of it was like, yeah, okay, whatever, I don't care. Uh, where the hell's Jurassic World? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. we're it's is it June or at least in the U.S. it's June eighteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Is that the date off, off the top of it, my head for Jurassic World? It's either World the eighteenth or the twenty second. Okay. Okay. I think it's the 18th. I think it's the 18th. That's good. There's a that sounds like a long time, but that's probably going to go by really quickly. Yes, it is. I'm... Once it starts filming, that that will just fly by. Yeah, um, it's... it really will. Because in in this age of social media, there'll be people tweeting, Instagramming pictures again from the set. Oh, it's the 22nd. Uh, okay, June 22nd. Cool. Oh, so do you think they may do something to close Jurassic June? Because they've yet to they've yet to. Even hashtag Jurassic I June feel themselves. like I don't know if they're gonna acknowledge Jurassic June at this point since they haven't acknowledged it. Something tells me that they're just gonna stick to their guns and try to. They're like, oh, we can't let the fans create something. We gotta. We like the, they probably like the idea of a Jurassic Month, but it's probably one of those weird like corporate things where like, well, we can't do it because someone else owns JurassicJune.com, so we can't. Yeah. Like it's probably somebody's freaking out inside of their board. Of, like, and this isn't like the board that like runs like the movies this is like the board that does the advertisement stuff yeah an uh, i'm sure i'm sure there's somebody there that wants to do it and there's probably someone else there it's like yeah but somebody else owns that domain so we can't do that and i know that they, they wanted to do die november um and that fell through <laughs> but something tells me die november might be happening it, it's funny since um i mean you know jurassic june celebrated its third year so i, I feel like this year we had so many more nerdy holidays uh, you know, and we're only halfway through the year with the the uh, the Alien Day, and then there was, yeah. I guess, like Back to the Future Day, and it's like, oh, like when Jurassic June came out, it was funny because they were, you know, they were just referring to May the Fourth, but like, I think we're gonna get even. We're, I think there's gonna be like a Ghostbusters Day, and there's gonna be. A, I feel like there's a lot more nerd holidays out there now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny though because yeah, we've kind of got the whole month, and uh, like you were saying right at the start, Stephen. Um, this year, I've re- like I really embraced Jurassic June myself. I loved it the first two years, but it seems this year we've mm-hmm. really jumped onto it and we've really embraced it. And honestly, I think with the release of Jurassic Jump, the game as well, Nate's just done yeah. such an incredible job of of creating a fan celebration yeah. month. It's, it's oh, that game's so hard. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I'm I, so bad at it. Oh I'm on god. level two, and I don't think I'm ever going to beat level two. <laughs> I got uh, half- no, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much pretty much just I've seen the end of level one many times <laughs> I've been it halfway and, through level one and that's as far as I've gotten so you've seen the 50% I've seen thing. the 50% okay. <laughs> you're a 50 percent Justin and it was the I best was moment of my life I was trying to play it on set yesterday and um ugh, I was just like you know what nope nope not yeah it's too stressful yeah <laughs> It's an ordeal playing that game. Uh, I feel like if it's I, good fun. if I ever beat it, I would feel like I would transcend like a whole new, <laughs> like I, I mean, it would never happen. But um, you'd evolve yourself. Hey, maybe yeah, by the time exactly. Jurassic World Two comes out, we we'll, we will all have beaten it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be the dream. Uh, there's a you know there's a fifty fifty chance that Chris. Yeah, I'm a little gonna... skeptical with myself. <laughs> I was going to say one other thing about Jurassic June is um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his last name, but Ryan, who's been doing those sketches. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are amazing. Like, I want a book of that. I want, an art, like, an art book <laughs> or, like, a field guide. <laughs> it, yeah, we, that, I mean, that, to be honest, that that, it's no discussion. secret because we've tweeted on it. Yeah, we, um, that is something we're planning because the art is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's... Ryan is so talented. Um, and he would be here right now if he wasn't in California. But, um, yeah, we, we, when we, when, so when Chris and because it was you and Ryan who came up with the idea yeah, of blending well, it with the inside I had the idea right? sort of but I didn't want to like throw the idea out to you guys first because like obviously I, in my head I'm like well out of our team it's got to be Ryan to do it but I don't want to throw this idea out there and have Ryan be like yeah that sounds cool but I don't want to do it so I, I started talking to him privately um, before we threw it out there and uh, he he just like yes so then we brought it up to everyone else and everyone's like yeah my god yeah. man it, I mean it's such a good idea and then yeah so, I've been talking to him a bit more about how we want to put it into a book and a, and a novel and stuff and obviously me and him are, um, we're going to be in Hawaii at the same time in September for a little bit so we're going to try and do something when we're there to sort of embrace the the idea that you know 
he's an actual person that went to Nublar and studied the animals and this is his field guide oh, that's so cool yeah we're, we're, I mean it's 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 so fun and I've seen some of his um, Lost World ones so far yeah they're, they're looking nice. good they look great man well, they look really really great it just like reminds me of like I mean I have uh, you know two prints on my wall of the Parasaurolophus and the Dilophosaurus the Crash McCreary art Oh, and I love looking yeah. at oh, that. Wow. Yeah, just from, yeah, from Stan Winston. Uh, they're like you know they're numbered or whatever mm-hmm. out of a, you know a several thousand, but they're so cool to look at. And even like the trading cards when they had all the concept art and like kind of yes. those, those kind of like field study esque things. Like you know, again, we're all I feel feel like we're all going back to this point of like wanting to see dinosaurs as animals, and it's like mm-hmm. seeing seeing Ryan's art is it was cool because it's like it's kind of tickling that that itch or whatever of seeing dinosaurs as animals um yeah. so they're super cool i I'm, i just wanted to shout that out because they're it's been really fun to look at those no totally he'll appreciate that man and i, I think it's it's great because he i mean he's obviously always been an artist and he's always had this talent but now with the outpost and stuff we're really able to broadcast his work which is something that is yeah it's just fantastic and, and i'm glad that people are really enjoying it because it yeah, it's such good art. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> you know what's funny? He's been breezing through all of them. The one that um, <laughs> Jack was he sending you all the uh, revisions on the Velociraptor as well? Uh, I don't know if he was. Oh I'm man, prob- I don't recall that. <laughs> they all looked good, but like we were both talking about the Raptor, and it always looked super blissful every time he drew it. <laughs> like the Raptor, she just had oh, she just had this kind of like <laughs> re- like something yeah. about her expression, and we were like talking back and forth. Like, okay, he's like, I'm like, yeah, it does look great, man. But like, he was like, yeah, something's not. So he eventually just completely kind of like redid the Raptor's head entirely, and we f- we figured out what was causing that. But um, it was just so funny. Go ahead and ask him sometime about all the revisions. On yeah, the no, he told me he was talking to you. He was getting dinosaur advice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Um, yeah, I'll ask him to send me yeah, some through. I've got some. Was it like a happy-go-lucky raptor? It, you know, it's like at first glance, I'm not sure if you'd immediately think that, but then you look at it and you're like, that raptor looks <laughs> high or something. Like, <laughs> like it. Oh, hold on, I might even have it on my phone. I think. I, yeah, I mean, send, if, it, send it in the chat. If, if we're inco- um, incorporating real animal, you know, real animal behaviors back into dinosaurs, dolphins do get do get high off of like sea urchins or stuff. So, I mean, if we want, you know, maybe there's a possibility of dinosaurs getting uh, getting high. That <laughs> like their own form of catnip or something. That, that, yeah, yeah. That'd be crazy, man. That'd be so funny. Just these super stoned raptors just walking just through like the Just like really relaxed. Just like just lying oh down. Oh god, a velociraptor! They just look at them and just like. Eh. Eh. Like eh. like lions when they be yeah yeah exactly they yeah yeah <laughs> they don't care <laughs> well look a human nice <laughs> if I was hungry <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen you've written a book man yes I have it's called Mul- tell us about that uh, yeah I'll tell you I'll tell you about it briefly um, you know it's called molding a Jurassic universe and it was my attempt to I guess distill you know just being a fan since I was a kid seeing it in theaters and then sort of reckoning with the idea that it's now coming back as an adult and you know the idea of I was six years old in theaters and then now you know I'm I was 28 when uh, Jurassic World came out and even I even went and saw it again with my dad who took me when I was six and it was sort of you know just talking about what Jurassic Park means to me but also as a fan kind of like this is a new era for Jurassic Park fans and so I, my book was kind of an attempt to distill that early era the you know phase one if you will of, of uh, Jurassic Park movies and just talk about it. I went to film school and I love talking about movies you know and I, I write about pop culture for sites like Geek and Sundry and Rogues Portal and it was just my attempt to like oh my gosh I want to talk about Jurassic Park and I keep writing about it so why not you know, put it in a package, and it was really fun. And uh, there's an audiobook of it now too. So just yeah, like... I just got that up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna download that. Oh, I'm thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I think that's a, in fact. Oh, Amazon's buy it now with one click. Boom. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that out, man. I, I like reading stuff like. I mean, Chris, we there was that um, Jurassic book that approached us, yes. and we actually made it to their back cover. Yes, right? uh, oh, uh, it's like a blurb. Oh, what, oh, is, what is this? Uh, Jurassic Park uh, and philosophy. That's the one. Oh, cool. I, I used to get those like I had like a, a Beatles and philosophy and like a Simpsons and philosophy. It's so um, funny. Nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a quote for me on the back cover. My uh, little blurb 
of the book thing. <laughs> I always forget about that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, I gotta, the, I gotta on get there. that book. I've got, I've got it over there in the other room. It's actually in the same thing that I have my uh, Jurassic World ticket, because I don't have my Jurassic World ticket framed yet, the uh, the premiere one. I really oh, want nice. to do that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, Nate got his uh, framed. Yeah, so did uh, Jack. Cool. Uh, not you, obviously, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, was it... <laughs> I don't remember that. Like, wait, was I there? Man, I <laughs> yeah. really must have hit no, the unfortunately not. hard. <laughs> that would have been That would have been too cool. Um, so, I mean... Yeah, we're approaching an hour. Justin, any final thoughts? Like, anywhere else you'd like to see Jurassic World 2 go? Or anything else that you kind of want to just bring up? Well, I hope they get back to some real dinosaurs. I hope they put some time and effort into their visual effects and make them look good. Thank you. Those are good good, uh, good answers there. (laughs) Cheers to that. (laughs) Yeah, what about you, Stephen? Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm just excited for um, what... You know, because we, I mean, it, it was clear. I mean, all of us were there every step of the way for Jurassic World. And, and that part was special in and of itself, yeah. just being, you know, as adults being there for this, you know, because when we, I mean, I remember being a kid and, well, or, you know, seeing Jurassic Park and Lost World. And then when I was 14, commenting on the Dan's JP3 boards and downloading <laughs> <Nice>. little, <Yeah. laughs> downloading little WMV movies of like, footage of tra- like tv spots you know like you know 23 by 300 things and <laughs> so you know now that we're adults you know and and now jurassic world is back people love dinosaurs it did great and i think i think this period you know up to jurassic world 2 i think it's going to be even more exciting uh than it was for jurassic world i think now that they know people love this they're gonna yeah. i i hope that they're gonna spend the time to really you know, make it great, kind of like how the Star Wars marketing was. You know, they really, like... I think it's, like, never been a better time to be a Jurassic fan, I think. I think 2017 should hopefully really... I think a lot is going to bank on 2017. I mean, I know that they're taking, like, the toy lines and stuff more seriously in 2017, but obviously that's when they're making Jurassic World 2, and I'm hoping then... um, I I just hope that we get to see it maybe take on that form. And I'm I'm optimistic. I'm not entirely convinced it'll be what we want, but I am more optimistic like you (laughs) that, that I think that the cards are in place. I just hope that they have the confidence to play them because I know they want to play them. It's not like these guys are like, we could do a lot, but we're not gonna (laughs) No, They're, they're really cool people there. They're really passionate people. I, I think it's just that lack of identity. They're trying to form that identity and that lack of confidence and knowing where to go with it. Yeah. And Jurassic World was a gamble, so I mean, you can understand from their perspective that they maybe didn't want to spend as much money, or you know, do as much to market it, even though they ended up, you know, almost spoiling a lot of the yeah. movie in the trailers. <laughs> right. Um, God damn it, trailer park. You can see why they weren't maybe as confident with it because n- not a lot of people were. ILM weren't so confident with it. So well, yeah. How many people did you, you know, talk to in the industry that were um? gonna work on the movie or associated with it and they're all like i think this movie's gonna suck or that or Mm. then said well honestly i thought the movie was gonna suck and then i saw it and when i finally saw it i was like damn it's actually good i cannot tell you how many people that worked on that movie that i talked to and they're like i won't lie i thought it was gonna be awful and then i saw the movie and i was like oh man (laughs) and uh i mean i know a lot of people kind of had this kind of negative feeling for jurassic world jurassic park 4 and it was only until they finally saw the finished product they're like oh Nice. Yeah, we worked on it. it. We worked on a good movie. It wasn't <laughs> like cool. Yeah, it wasn't just you know people go on an island, run around, and then leave. It was there was more yeah. to it, and that confidence is back. So yeah, like like we've all kind of said, I hope Universal really embrace that, and we really hope that for the sequel that they actually do, you know, market it well and embrace the fans and embrace the behind the scenes nature of it. You know, I'd like to see a behind the scenes video like the Star Wars one. Yeah, you remember that Star Wars behind the scenes video where it started on the slate. On the clapperboard, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the and little it kind animatronic of, it shifted focus, and it was just that that video oh, was so oh, that, perfect. I like that. It was like a love tribute to Star Wars. It was it was so. I good. like that Force for Change one where it was like you know they're doing it, and then like as they're doing it, as Kathleen Kennedy was talking, the uh, the, the <sighs> yeah. costume animatronic puppet hybrid thing walks by in the background, <laughs> and like there's all these practical effects and people in suits, and you're like, oh, like you just like it, it's it feels so great because it looks so real and it's just so Star Wars and you're like they're making a Star Wars movie in Jurassic World you had guys running around in mocap suits and (laughs) it works kind of my personal opinion you can't mocap a human to be a dinosaur though (laughs) but so hopefully we'll see some improvements on that in the sequel and yeah maybe a little bit more love just 
around the edges, you know, just you know the love's there. Up, you know, just show I, it, like yeah. I mean, as fans, it's hard not. I mean, we oftentimes sound like a little more cynical than what we are because it's a little bit of like an abbreviated echo chamber. It's like when you talk about your opinions, it's very easy to focus on like what went wrong to then bounce off of it and say what you want. And it sounds oftentimes it could be like, man, these guys don't like it. But I mean, the truth <laughs> is, I, I love it. And I love the passion and the enthusiasm, especially with like the online um, Twitter community, which I'm the most ingrained in. Like, I mean, everyone, I, I just really love the crowd there. And um, I, I just love everyone's passion. And I just really can't wait for this next cycle. And I can't wait to you know talk to new people and talk to the same people. And it's kind of, it's a fun experience. It's a really fun shared experience. And uh, it really makes going to that movie something special is that build up. And I, just, I yeah, hope they, yeah. I hope they really knock it out of the park. <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> um, guys thank you so much for coming on honestly it was great to have you and we'll have to have you both on again no I'd I mean, love to was, um, this was great thank yeah, you yes absolutely yeah guys thank for you sure. so much for coming it's always fun it is um, yeah so I mean here's to the rest of Jurassic June and I don't know maybe we'll do this again this month we've got more than half a month yeah left, there's so. plenty of time I keep thinking we're later in the month and then it's like yeah, same. It's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird. It's I'm so the anniversary confused. Weekend, so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this again this month. I'm in. Right. Excellent. <laughs> awesome, guys. All right. It was great to speak to you. And um, yeah, happy Jurassic June. Happy Jurassic June. Happy Jurassic June. Dinosaurs. Thank you.